You're listening to Pockets of Pleasure, a weekly podcast to help you to reignite the magic of your senses. Hello and welcome to this week's Pockets of Pleasure. We're now a full week into the self-compassion advent calendar. Did you print out your own copy or have you been following along on Instagram? If so, how are you getting on? Are you being a little kinder to yourself? I hope so. Last week we had a mini exploration of sound and how we can find pockets of pleasure, not just in music, but in the everyday sounds of our lives. This week, we're going to be sniffing around one of my favourite senses, smell. As an aromatherapist, smell is obviously very important to me, and it's a topic I'm very passionate about, so it will come up in multiple episodes, I'm sure. I can go into full-scale geek mode about the science of aroma, but I'll try to hold myself back and make this an introduction, rather like last week was for sound. It could be argued that all of our senses are equally important, but I truly believe that smell is the sense that's most crucial to our survival. Let me just read you this quote from Diane Ackerman's A Natural History of the Senses so you can begin to get a feel for why I believe this. We see only when there is light enough, taste only when we put things into our mouths, touch only when we make contact with someone or something, hear only sounds that are loud enough, but we smell always and with every breath. Cover your eyes and you'll stop seeing, cover your ears and you'll stop hearing, but if you cover your nose and try to stop smelling you'll die. Now, the pedant in me wants to tell you that this isn't exactly true, because when we sleep, our sense of smell goes offline, and this is why it's so important to have smoke detectors. But nevertheless, that quote does impress upon us the importance of our sense of smell. With so many people experiencing the misery of the loss of their sense of smell and taste, I'm really hoping that scent hygiene and training become hot topics because smell is such an important sense, but in our modern lives it gets very badly abused, much to our detriment, but more on that later. Of all the senses, our sense of smell is the one that creates the most evocative memories for us. Because of our physiology, aromas can act as an instantaneous time machine. You might get a waft of a certain smell and suddenly you're back in your granny's kitchen. This is because scent molecules have more or less direct access to the memory making and recalling part of our brain. The olfactory bulb, our scent processor, sits right next to our hippocampus, that part of our brain that's responsible for creating long-term emotional memories. And because of the thinness of the barrier between the top of our nose and our brain, smells have a head start when it comes to memory association, particularly when they're attached to strong emotion. This is also why inhalation is one of the most effective ways of using essential oils, as the active compounds they contain get direct access to the bloodstream. Because of this, smells can often be a much bigger trigger for people with PTSD than noises. In aromatherapy, the science shows that certain aromas, for instance lavender, have particular physiological effects as well as psychological ones. It's generally agreed that lavender is a calming aroma which can help people to relax and drift off to sleep. I use it in my Sweet Dreams blend for this reason. 
However, if your brain has associated the smell of lavender with a negatively charged emotional experience, then using lavender is going to have the opposite effect on you. For this reason, we need to be really careful when using scents in public spaces. There's a growing trend recently for schools and workplaces to pump certain smells into the air to elicit desired states of behaviour, but it's much better and more effective to create a more personalised scentscape that can be used by each individual at the point at which it feels most needed. What's so great about this scent memory connection is that it's a pretty simple way to create a range of smell anchors. If you remember, we talked about anchors in episode three, but to recap, anchors are just a way of shortcutting certain emotional states by using self-created triggers. In last week's episode, I talked about how my eldest children associated the sound of Enya with sleep. They had a sleep anchor with that particular music, and we can do this with scent too. We'll be looking more deeply at the role of personal rituals in a future episode, but I want to briefly touch on them now because they're an important way of creating these scent anchors. We can use scent memory to evoke any feeling that we want. Believe it or not, there is an entire arm of marketing dedicated to doing just that. And in my opinion, it's pretty bloody manipulative, but that's a rant I'm not going to get into today. On the sales page for my self-compassion blend, I say, I'm inviting you to use the power of scent memory to help create new, more loving and compassionate thoughts about yourself. This alludes to this creation of anchors through simple scent-based personal rituals. Now, one of the areas that so many of us struggle with these days is sleep. Me and insomnia, like anxiety, have a very long acquaintance, which is why it was so important to me to create a sleep blend. Everything I do in my business has come out of a personal need. There are lots of factors at play when it comes to insomnia, from physical things like your room temperature and the comfort levels of your bedding, to overexposure to blue light in the hour before you go to bed, an overactive mind, stress, anxiety, your sense of safety, and so much more. One easy thing that we can do to help ourselves is to create winding down to sleep anchors with scent. We can incorporate other things too, but starting with scent is a nice, easy, relatively inexpensive place to start, and we can make it a pocket of pleasure to boot. Now, of course, I'm going to recommend my Sweet Dreams blend, but you can use any scent that you find relaxing. There are several ways to create a scent sleep anchor, but what's most important is the consistency of your behavior around it. Here are a few examples. As you begin your nighttime routine, you might want to add a few drops of a relaxing oil blend to a diffuser. Once it's become a nightly habit or ritual, your brain will associate the smell with the act of getting ready for bed. Now, once you're in bed, you might want to use a sleep balm or a rollerball on your wrists, taking pleasure in applying the product to your skin. You might then bring your wrists up to your nose and take a deep inhale of the scent before you lie down. If skin products aren't for you, you could simply inhale the aroma direct from a bottle of essential oils. You might want to use a pillow mist or an old school lavender sachet so that when your head hits the pillow, you're enveloped in that soothing scent. You could use one, a couple or all of these things to help create that association between scent and sleep. And obviously it's important that you're using the same scent all the way through. You don't want to mix and match. You want to keep that consistency going because as I said, it's the consistency that will help to fast track this. So try to pick the thing that you know, firstly, you'll be able to enjoy doing the most and secondly, that you'll be able to stick to with ease. It's time for a quick break now, so why not use that time to have a think about which of those ideas would work best for you. When we come back, I'm going to talk about synthetic scents, anosmia, and why we might really want to wake up and smell the coffee.
Welcome back. So now you understand a bit about how scent works and how you can use it to help you to sleep, we're going to dive a bit deeper into why, if we want to live as healthy a life as possible, retraining our noses is as important as retraining our taste buds and why weaning ourselves off the alluring pull of all of those synthetic scents is so important. If we think back to the Diane Ackerman quote at the beginning of this episode, it's clear that with every breath we take, we're inhaling scent molecules. We already know that they have easy access to our brain and our bloodstream, but they also have a direct route to our lungs via the respiratory system. Maybe because of how much work our olfactory system is doing, our noses can quite quickly become acclimatised to smells that we're surrounded by. You'll stop smelling your own perfume, or if you use plug-in air fresheners or such like, you'll stop noticing those too. You become acclimatised to your surrounding scentscape. And just because you can't smell those scents anymore doesn't mean that you're not still inhaling those molecules. It just means that your sensory system has given itself the space to detect new smells. It strikes me that this is probably a protective mechanism forged through all the years of human evolution. Friendly, safe scents will fade into the background so that potentially dangerous aromas alert our senses to a threat. As with so many aspects of our modern lives, our bodies haven't really caught up with the speed of the technology we've created and this can cause us lots of problems. The trend for beautifully scented homes and bodies is a case in point in my opinion. Synthetic fragrances are notoriously bad for us. I'll pop a link to an article in the show notes which goes into many of the ways they can harm us. And whilst we might find great pleasure in some of these scents, hello Lynx effect, the long-term impacts are not to be sniffed at. Replacing synthetic fragrances with natural ones is a great start, but we need to treat all scents with respect and use them in moderation. You might be surprised to learn that most aromatherapists don't diffuse essential oils on a daily basis because they understand that whilst they're natural compounds, they are nonetheless powerful chemicals. Anyone who tells you that essential oils are chemical-free is talking absolute nonsense. I'll link to my blog post about this in the show notes. As I said earlier, scent is an incredibly powerful memory maker. It can transport you back multiple decades in a fraction of a second. So the loss of our sense of smell can be a devastating blow to our human experience, not least because it also impacts our sense of taste so heavily. Anosmia, the loss of smell, in later life is often a precursor to dementia, so it makes sense to do what you can to protect your olfactory system as much as possible now. Avoid the allure of the chemically scented home and instead learn to appreciate the more delicate natural aromas. Be sparing with your use of scent. Consider its impact on you and those around you. And do you really want to use laundry detergents and fabric softeners that promise 12 weeks of freshness? One of the complaints that people have about natural perfumes is that they evaporate quickly. And this can be frustrating when you're used to the staying power of chemical fragrances. But we can reframe it and consider it a benefit. You get to re-experience the delights every time you apply that scent whilst keeping your delicate nasal mucosa intact. And with luck, your time machine will last you long into old age. All of this may have you wondering, where's the pleasure here? So let's address that. When we embrace the philosophy of pockets of pleasure, re-educating your nose can be immensely pleasurable. Take the time to smell everything. Well, okay, maybe not everything. But do take time to stop and smell the roses. Although unfortunately, having said that, many commercially grown roses aren't fragrant anymore, sadly. But you get the gist. 
Smell your food. Can you pick out any of the ingredients? Smell different essential oils. Notice which ones you like, love or loathe. Notice whether your scent preferences change depending on your mood or where you are in your cycle. Make it fun. Make it enjoyable. Make it an exploration and an adventure. Now, I'm going to give you a blast of tough love here. Are you ready? Stop being lazy with your scent pleasures. Those synthetic smells are designed to draw you in without much effort on your part. Start the process of appreciation of the more delicate scents. Become more discerning. Your body will thank you and your senses will be absolutely delighted that you've given them the opportunity to show you what they're truly made of. Remember as well that you can use natural scents strategically to enhance whatever state of mind you want to create. So you might want to create a scent library for yourself, linking certain smells to certain emotions, and then you can use them whenever you need to reinvigorate yourself or calm yourself or focus. It's incredible what you can do with scent. And a top tip, anytime you want to give your nose a reset, take a sniff of some freshly ground coffee, then see if you're able to notice more scents in your environment. Well, I hope that wasn't too overwhelming for you. If you've got any questions, please just don't hesitate to ask. Find me on Instagram at The Sensory Coach. Send me a DM, tag me. Any questions at all, I'm really, really happy to answer them. Okay then, let's have a break. And when we come back, we'll dive into this week's pocket challenge. Welcome back. Okay, so let's get straight into this week's pocket challenge. If you're still using the daily alarms to stop and notice what your senses are picking up, then this week I want you to pay special attention to what you can smell. No surprises there, hey? If you're not using the alarms, then just bring your awareness to what your nose is experiencing as often as you can. See how many different aromas you can detect around you, whether they're pleasant, neutral, or downright obnoxious and see if you can differentiate between natural and synthetic scents and, if you want to, see if you can notice what effect these smells have on you physically and mentally. Pay particular attention to the smells that make you feel good and ponder what it is about those scents that have this effect on you. Are there any memories associated with them? And if you do get the opportunity to really stop and smell the roses, so to speak, do allow yourself those moments of scent experience and contemplation. They're important for both your physical and your mental health and they're fun and they're pleasurable. Scent is just incredible. What it can do for us is absolutely mind-blowing. Yes, I'm biased as an aromatherapist, but I really hope that through this podcast I can get you to feel some of that 
passion and begin your own exploration into the world of scent. Anyway, cultivating your sense of smell will pay dividends in ways that will not only enhance your pleasure, but could potentially even save your life. That's it for this week. Next week, we're focusing on the sense that's intimately entangled with smell, taste. I can't wait. Don't forget, you can find the show notes at thesensorycoach.com forward slash show notes. You can find me on Instagram at the sensory coach and use hashtag TSC pockets for me to see what you're up to. Okay, that's it. Have a fantastic week exploring all of the scents around you and I will see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you.